Do you want to know what it's like to hang out with MS-13 in El Salvador? How the Russian mafia fought battles all over Brooklyn in the 1990s? Or what about that time I got lost in the Burmese jungle hunting the world's biggest meth lab? Or why the Japanese Yakuza have all those crazy dragon tattoos? I'm Sean Williams. And I'm Danny Gold. And we're the hosts of the Underworld Podcast. We're journalists that have traveled all over, reporting on dangerous people and places. And every week, we'll be bringing you a new story about organized crime from all over the world. We know this stuff because we've been there. We've seen it. And we've got the near misses and embarrassing tales to go with it. We'll mix in reporting with our own experiences in the field. And we'll throw in some bad jokes while we're at it. The Underworld Podcast explores the criminal underworlds that affect all of our lives, whether we know it or not. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP discovers that her husband and best friend are having an affair. Our next Reddit post is from Present Hope. My husband and I have been dating since I was 19 and he was 22. We've been married for six years now. We have two kids and I'm six months pregnant with our third. Two years ago, I found out that my dad has stage 3 colon cancer. My dad is my only parent, as my mom passed away when I was 12. He's my favorite human, and life without him doesn't seem as colorful. His laugh is contagious, and he gives these big bear hugs that seem to make all your broken pieces feel like they're perfectly in place again. Whenever I've had a hard day, he doesn't poke and prod, and just lets me vent and listens. About five months ago, we discovered the treatments weren't working for him, and the direct quote from the doctor was that he had months, not years. Since then, he's gotten progressively worse, and now is losing memory. He looked at the dog that he got me on my 21st birthday and said, Wow, that's a nice dog. Where'd you get it? My husband has been an absolute rock. He's been there for me, holding my hand and helping me through this. He's been so loving and attentive to both my kids and I. Don't get me wrong, I'm a mother first always. I don't allow myself to wallow. My kids are still loved, cared for, played with, and I haven't let things go around the house. Once my dad got his updated prognosis, my husband encouraged me to quit my job. About a month later, we discovered that we were pregnant again, and I still hadn't let go of my job. I kept holding out for some reason. After finding out that I was pregnant again, my husband assured me that it was still okay for me to quit my job. That, honestly, it would save us a small fortune on daycare costs anyways. So, I did. I quit my job. My best friend and I have been friends since diapers. Her family is like my family and vice versa. My mom and her mom grew up together. We've always been solid, and right after my dad's appointment, when we found out that he had so little time left, I drove straight to her house, and she held me while I cried for hours. If there are soulmates in friend form, she was mine. Thick as thieves is what my mom used to say. This morning, as I was up with my sick three-year-old, my husband's work alarm was going off. He has a few alarms set, so I turned that one off and gently woke him up. He said that he had stayed up late working, so he took the morning off. He rolled over and went back to sleep. As I went to turn off his remaining alarms, I saw a text from my friend on his lock screen that said, I'm assuming since there hasn't been an angry pregnant lady on my doorstep that you haven't told her about us yet. Time froze in that moment. I took his phone and walked away and just read their conversations. For four months, these people have been lying to my face. And I know what you're going to say. I should have seen the warning signs. But I've been clutching this phone in my hand for two hours and nothing. He's been so loving and attentive to me, but he always has been. 
He's so kind and gentle. There's been no late night work nights except for once in a blue moon. There's been no lingering touches between them or even glances. They act the same way they have since the first day I introduced them. How sick is it that she calls him her brother but still passionately hugs him? I know so many people get a moment of clarity in situations like this, but I have nothing. Aside from being sad about my dad, I haven't changed. I'm still a loving wife and mother. I still doted on him and my children. I talk to him about how he's doing and how his day was every freaking day. I haven't allowed the ground to swallow me whole. I know what I have to do now, but I just don't want to. I'm about to lose my family and my support system in one blow. I'll confront him tomorrow. Today, I just need this last 24 hours of peace. As for her, I won't give her the satisfaction of a response. I don't care why she did it. She did it and it's done. I was always the friend who cleaned up her messes. After today, I'll cut her out of my life like she never mattered at all. This has to be the hardest storm that I'll ever weather. But damn it, I know that I'll sail through it. If not for me, then for my kids. After this, OP posted an update where she basically explains that she went to a lawyer to ensure that the will and her inheritance from her father would only go to her, and she's also starting divorce proceedings. Then, OP posts another update. And for this story, OP starts giving names. Her ex-husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband, is Tyler, and her best friend is Jess. OP's mother-in-law and father-in-law, so Tyler's parents, and then Tyler, and then also Jess, and then also Jess's parents. So it seems that OP had a big meeting with her, her dad, her husband, her husband's parents, her friend, and her friend's parents. And during this meeting, which I guess was more of a presentation, OP showed everyone a slideshow of all of their text messages. Once the slideshow was over, OP's husband, Tyler, tried to lunge for the friend, Jess, but the husband's father forced him to sit down. Tyler was shouting profanities at Jess and telling her that she'll regret this. Jess started crying and begging her parents for forgiveness. My best friend's father looked his daughter in the eye and told her that he will never forgive her for this. Blood or not, she's no daughter of his. He said that he didn't raise his daughter to be this kind of person. Jess was always a daddy's girl, so I think that cut her pretty deep. Jess is in the middle of a divorce herself, and her parents were giving her money for her lawyer, and they told her that she's cut off from them both financially and physically. Tyler's dad, my father-in-law, was irate. According to my mother-in-law, he looked like he was holding back from strangling his own son. From there, Tyler went straight home. I know this because we have a ring doorbell cam. Tyler came home, saw that most of mine and my kids' stuff was gone, and he lost it. He started yelling and throwing things. The house is now trashed, with a few holes in the walls for decorations. When he didn't find us there, he went to my dad's. We weren't there, so Tyler took a baseball bat to my dad's front door, trying and failing to break it down. My dad's neighbor actually called the cops on him and he was arrested. His parents refused to bail him out. Jess started blowing up my phone, demanding I fix this situation and immediately blaming me. My lawyer told me to not block the text messages just in case they spill out additional info that I was missing. She was playing the poor me card very hard. The thing is though, I never influenced my best friend's parents, so they cut their contact with their daughter all on their own. She actually started blaming me for stealing the love of her life. 
I introduced them when Tyler and I started dating, so I'm not sure where that came from, and Tyler is only with me for the kids. Honestly, I know that she was just trying to hurt me at that point. I didn't give her the satisfaction of responding, though. Between her and Tyler, I have about 200 missed calls. Tyler went from begging and pleading me to forgive him to threatening to call the cops on me for kidnapping. Telling me Jess wasn't the only one? Bingo. Just the evidence I was looking for. Then to telling me that I'm a stuck-up B-word, back to threatening, back to begging me for forgiveness. Honestly, it was just whiplash reading those texts. I'd be lying if saying that those text messages didn't hurt me and terrify me all at once, but I refuse to let them break me. As for the two of them together, I don't think that he's gonna stay with her. Honestly, I think he blames her for blowing up our marriage. Who knows though, they deserve each other. I was initially okay with doing a 50-50 split with Tyler for custody, but after his reaction, I don't feel comfortable with that, so I'll likely be going for full custody. My husband's brother, Jake, has about 30 days of leave that he's saved up, and he's going to be using them to help the kids and I get settled at my dad's house, and honestly, be there just in case Tyler shows up going crazy again. He's been such a big help to the kids and I lately, and I'm forever in his debt for this. Last night, after the kids went to bed, he hooked up his Xbox and we played a game called Diablo 4 Me Too to help me take my mind off things. It was fun. However, my husband's brother did sort of confess that he's always had feelings for me somewhere in the midst of everything, but he also told me not to say or do anything back. He understands that a relationship or anything like that isn't on my mind, and it won't be for a while. He's not wrong. But just that he's felt that way since we were teenagers, and he just wanted to get it off his chest. So, I'll leave this here for now. If anything of importance happens when I go back home, I'll update further. OP, this story is utterly devastating. To lose your father, your husband, your best friend, back to back to back. Ouch! Oh man! That's brutal. I hope at the very least you're enjoying Diablo 4 because I am. I am playing a fire sorceress. Our next Reddit post is from Zipper Not Found. I've been reverse pickpocketing my parents for years, and I think that I'm addicted to it. When I was younger, I noticed how excited my mother would get over finding money on the ground or in the wash, even if it was only a dollar. Once I was a bit older and had a job, I realized that I had money that I could spend however I wanted. My parents didn't really like receiving random gifts when it wasn't a holiday or a birthday, so I started sneaking $1 and $5 bills into their wallets, bags, or even coat pockets. It made me so happy to see how excited my mom would get, even though it wasn't much money. And sometimes, my dad would bring home candy with the surprise, extra money. I'm an adult now and still live with my parents. They let me live with them super cheap, even though money has been a little tight for the last few years. They don't like it when I just give them money to help, even if they pay me back. I've started reverse pickpocketing 10s and 20s. My mom especially gets excited and tells me about all the money she found. My dad doesn't vocalize that he found money, he just brings home ice cream or fast food for the family. The problem is, I can't stop. It's putting me at a detriment because they don't charge much for rent, but I'm worried that I'll get caught soon. I'll probably stop once our financial situation is a bit better in a year or so. I just absolutely love the smile that it brings to my mother's face, and the smile my dad has when he surprises us with a special treat. It's worth the 20 to 30 bucks every paycheck. 
I don't do it too often, but it's been going on for so long, and I think that I'm addicted to it. Wow, this family is mega wholesome. OP gives his parents money. The mother is so engaged with her family that she excitedly shares good news with OP. And the dad, when he finds money, his very first response is, time to buy something for the family. That is so nice! Our next Reddit post is from Kodiak. I came home yesterday to find the cops at our house. My wife told me that she made a very poor decision. Her claim was that she went grocery shopping but forgot her wallet, and for whatever reason, decided that it would be a good idea to just leave with the groceries and come back to pay. This went about as well as you would have expected. It was also a lie. The cops caught her by catching her plate number on camera. The officer issued her a summons for six-degree larceny, shoplifting, and a court date a couple of weeks from now. A few hours later, the house of cards fell apart. The police summoned her to the station and told her that the supermarket has biometric cameras, and they matched her face to two previous incidents this year where she loaded up bags of groceries and walked out the entrance. They had a total for each incident, right down to the penny. She admitted to it and then lied again, saying that it was because money was tight. But money isn't tight. We aren't rich, but she has access to a joint credit card with thousands of dollars in available credit on it. I was sitting next to her as she said it, but I kept my mouth shut. In the end, they submitted for a warrant on two additional charges, same as the first. Internally, I want to completely blow up on her. What she's done is going to cost me thousands of dollars in lawyer fees for certain, and for her, possibly her career. I am so beyond pissed right now. I didn't go off on her, though. I did my best as a stoic, supportive husband. Reaming her out would have accomplished nothing positive. I've already been researching lawyers for her this morning. I think I found a good one, one with a strong public service background with the town. I'm hoping that she can end up with just a fine or community service. I'm also going to look for therapists to try to help the underlying issue. The toughest part for the lawyer is going to be that she already admitted to everything to the cops. She can't tell me why she did it. There very well could be dozens of other incidents I don't know about. She did say that she had done it at least a couple of times long before we met. Words can't begin to express my level of frustration right now. I've spent years trying to put us on a better footing, only to have her kick me in the financial nuts with this incident. I barely slept last night, and I doubt she did either. Down in the comments, we have this story from Hitsari. I can almost guarantee you that the three times that she was caught at the grocery are just the tip of the iceberg. Growing up, we lived four houses down from a doctor and his family. The wife was a stay-at-home mom, and the kids were nice and normal. Then, one day, we saw the cops at their house. Turns out, the wife had been caught shoplifting. The husband was at a loss. They weren't financially struggling in any way. Apparently, he had caught her doing this before, and she had guaranteed him that she had stopped. Obviously, she didn't. The situation continued, and the police were spotted at the house several times more during the following years. And everything finally resulted in their separation. The wife continued to live in the house with the kids. Things really went downhill from there. One day, my other neighbors noticed their chairs on her front porch. Their chairs they had stored inside their home. She literally broke into their house and stole their chairs and then put them on her front porch for all the world to see. Very strange. 
The husband ended up with full custody, and she eventually moved out of the house, and the husband moved back in with the kids when the divorce was finalized. That was r slash true off my chest, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.